Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, and welcome to Hope for Today. My name is Naja E. Brown, your host, and we thank you for your support and participation. Hope for Today is an outreach program of Yield to the King Ministry, and our hope and prayer for our listening audience all over the world is that you hear something that is encouraging, life-altering, or prompting you to study the Word of God. You can reach us anytime, and we welcome your comments. At, you can contact us through our website at yieldtothekingministry.org. Well, welcome to today's episode entitled Queen Esther in the Midst of God's Plan. Queen Esther in the Midst of God's Plan. And as always, here is the promotional material. The book of Esther was written in the 5th century B.C. It's nestled between the book of Nehemiah and the book of Job in the Protestant Bible. During our last podcast, we dissected the story of Vashti, the queen of Persia. Vashti was dethroned, and Esther, Queen Esther, a Jewish young woman, was chosen as her successor. God positioned Esther to be used in his master plan to save the Jewish people. There are four main characters in the book of Esther who uh, God, who is not mentioned, but clearly in the midst of all, in the midst of it all, and then Xerxes, the king of Persia, Mordecai, Esther's cousin, and Haman, chief minister to King Xerxes. Esther is the star of the story, but their lives are intricately interwoven. Well, I love the story of Queen Esther. It is unique because, as I just mentioned, the name of God is not mentioned in the book of Esther, and there isn't any mention of the book of Esther in the New Testament. But God's providential care of his people is so, so, so evident in this portion of the Bible. Uh, as, as I read, the book of Esther is written uh, in the 5th century B.C., and, uh, you know, it's a continuation from our last podcast, which covered Queen Vashti in Chapter 1 of the Book of Esther, and the Book of Esther has 10 chapters, so I encourage you to read Chapters 1 through 10 and become more familiar if you're not already with the story. Uh, But we're going to learn today, learn a little bit more about Queen Esther and the choices she made that led to her being celebrated among the Jewish people even today. You know, this story depicts suspense, intrigue, love, hatred, revenge, murder, conviction, courage, and honor. As we know, Vashti had been dethroned and banished and a new queen was sought. When we look at the story carefully, we see that God positioned Esther to be crowned Persia. He positioned her. It didn't happen by coincidence or it was random or happenstance. No, God positioned Esther 
to be crowned Queen of Persia. So there are four main characters other than Esther, God, of course, King Xerxes, who has another name, Ahasuerus, and then Mordecai, who is Esther's cousin, and then Haman, who is Xerxes' chief minister. You really can't look at one of these characters without seeing how God intricately wove their stories together to accomplish his outcome. And I don't say his outcome lightly. So let's set the stage with a quick overview of the book of Esther. So Esther and Mordecai were Jews from Babylonian exile to Persia. The Jewish people knew God. And Esther won favor with King Xerxes and was crowned Queen of Persia. For reasons unbeknownst to him, King Xerxes signed the death warrant to annihilate the Jews. Well, you might ask, how did all of that come about? Well, this is the account of the plight of the Jews while in Persia under the rule of King Xerxes. We'll start out with Haman, who is the chief minister to King Xerxes. And this is all in chapter 3. Uh, you can go back again and read chapters 1 through 10. But Haman couldn't tolerate Mordecai, the Jew who sat at the king's gate. Haman burned with hatred toward Mordecai because he would not pay homage to Haman. Haman gets King Xerxes to issue a death decree to annihilate the Jews. Clearly, he had wounded pride that grew into hatred and the desire for revenge. Haman was determined to destroy not only Mordecai, but all Jews. He reported that people were not keeping the king's commandments. He did ask permission, however, to annihilate the Jews and was granted permission. He was consumed with pride and hatred, prejudice, selfishness, envy, covetousness, laziness, and a variety of other traits. And this can be found in Esther chapter 5, verses 10 through 13. And I'm going to read you those verses. This is the New American Standard Bible. Haman controlled himself, however, and went to his house, but he sent for his friends and his wife, Zeresh. Verse 11 says, Then Haman told them of the glory of his riches and his many sons on every occasion on which the king had honored him and how he had promoted him above the officials and servants of the king. Verse 12 says, Haman also said, Even Esther the queen, let no one except me come with the king to the banquet which she had prepared. And tomorrow also I am invited by her with the king. So he's bragging a little bit. Verse 13 says, yet all of this does not satisfy me every time I see Mordecai, the Jew, sitting at the king's gate. So he had all this splendor and grandeur and, you know, he had sons and, and he had a wife, but, and, you know, he thought that he was, uh, you know, being promoted and elevated because Queen uh, Esther had invited him to a banquet. We'll hear more about this banquet in a bit. And, uh, but he wasn't satisfied. So every time he saw Mordecai, you know, he was just fuming and raging uh, with hatred and pride. And then we'll go to Mordecai, who is another character, another main character. And you can find a lot about Mordecai, but we're specifically in chapter four. So God allowed Mordecai to learn of the conspiracy. So Haman conjures up this conspiracy and says that, you know, the 
the people aren't following the king's commandments and um, something needs to be done about this. And he wanted to destroy not only Mordecai, but all the Jews. So God, in his infinite wisdom, allowed Mordecai to learn of the conspiracy. So Mordecai turns to God when he heard of the death decree for all Jewish men, women, and children. He rent his clothes and put on sackcloth, and this is associated with mourning, penitence, and turning to God. So did all the Jews throughout the provinces. And, 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 and Xerxes was, was king over 127 provinces that stretched from India to Cush. So all of the Jews heard of this. This news spread probably like wildfire and not, not by social media. I mean, it, this news traveled. And then Mordecai asks Esther to speak up for the Jews. And this is this famous uh, line uh, that, that often you hear believers quote in Esther chapter 4, verse 14, for such a time as this. And here's the verse. Esther chapter 4, verse 14, for if you keep silent at this time, liberation and rescue will arise for the Jews from another place, and you and your father's house will perish. And who knows whether you have not attained royalty for such a time as this. So in other words, he's saying to Esther, you didn't get there by yourself. God has a master plan, and you are in the midst of it all. And, 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 and you have a responsibility. And, and so, you know, where you are and the position that you're in is for such a time as this. So this is how the story goes. Let's take a look at Esther. And Esther, this um, I'm quoting and reading and offering this information from chapters 5 and, and, and 7. But so Queen Esther uh how, how did God position her to, to be used in his master plan? Well, we know that Vashti was dethroned and Esther was chosen as her successor. We know that. And Esther had another name. It was Hadassah. But the word Esther, the name Esther means star. And the Bible says that she was fair to look upon. So she had beauty not only within but without. She was wise and discerning. And in Esther chapter 2, verse 20, we can gather that she was obedient. Let's read that verse. Esther chapter 2, verse 20. Esther still had not revealed her relatives or her people, just as Mordecai had instructed her. For Esther did, did what Mordecai told her, just as she had when under his care. So she was reared by uh, Mordecai. Esther's parents. Um, didn't rear her, and uh, Mordecai took her in as if she were his own daughter. But um, so she listened to him, and then uh, and Esther, uh, she not only did she obey him, but she listened to him. And this is found in Esther chapter four, verse four, and it reads: Then Esther's attendants and her eunuchs came and informed her. And the queen was seized by great fear. So they've learned of this conspiracy, and it's spreading like wildfire throughout the provinces. And, and now Esther's been informed, and she's got this great fear. And she sent uh, garments to clothe Mordecai so that he would remove his sackcloth from him. But he did not accept them. And then we go on in, in further in chapter 4, verse 16, Esther is willing to give up her life. So she's going to take a chance. She's going to step out in faith. And this is what Esther chapter 4, verse 16 says. Go gather all the Jews who are found in Susa and fast for me. 
Do not eat or drink for three days, night uh, or day. I and my attendants also will fast in the same way. And then I will go to the king, which is not in accordance with the law. And this is what she says, and if I perish, I perish. So Esther's strong sense of duty led to a remarkable chain of events. Esther instructs Mordecai to go gather all the Jews and to fast, to neither eat or drink. She fasted, and afterwards she dressed in her royal apparel and entered into the chamber of the king, which was not customary and not in accordance with the law. Because Queen Esther had courage and a sense of duty and the fact that she had petitioned God through fasting and prayer, Esther caught the king's attention. God allowed her to find favor, to win favor, and the king accepted her. She found favor in his sight. He asks her, what is your petition? And he offered to grant any request, even up to half of his kingdom. He granted her two banquets, one for himself and Esther, and then another one, a second one for Esther the king and Haman. So this is the banquet that Haman was talking about. He was puffing himself up and saying the queen had requested his presence when he was in one of his proudful moments. So she prepared two banquets as, as she had requested, and at the second one, told him of her problem. She told him that all her people had been marked for death. The king was outraged, and Esther revealed Haman's conspiracy and divulged that the Jewish people were her people. And this is found in Esther chapter 7, verses 5 through 6. The king Ahasuerus asked Esther, well, who is he, and where is he? Who would presume to do such a thing? And Esther said, a foe and an enemy is this wicked Haman. Then Haman became terrified before the king and the queen. Xerxes. Well, Xerxes is the king. Uh, he could not reverse the death decree, the order for the Jews to be annihilated, but he sanctioned another decree, and it was written. The Jews were allowed to defend themselves all throughout King Xerxes' 127 provinces that spread from India to Cush. The Jews slew 75,000 of their enemies. Listen to that outcome. The Jews celebrated and many others were converted to Judaism. And this is found in Esther chapter 8, verse 17. In each and every province and in each and every city, wherever the king's commandment and his decree arrived, there was joy and jubilation for the Jews a feast and a holiday, and many among the peoples of the land became Jews because the dread of the Jews had fallen on them. To this day, Purim is celebrated every year on the 14th of the Hebrew month of Adar, and that's late winter, early spring, for the Gregorian calendar. Esther and Mordecai are highly esteemed in Jewish history, even to this day. So as the story goes, Vashti was dethroned based on her actions, but in reality, God had a master plan in action. Esther, a Jew out of Babylonian captivity, was being positioned to become queen of Persia. This event and the outcome was ordained by God. Esther was positioned by God for such a time as this. So in conclusion, 
God's sovereign and revealed will is always in effect. No matter where we are or what we are doing, his master plan is at work in our lives and the lives of others. The question to ponder is how and why are we all connected? The question causes reason to pause, slow down, and trust God for what he is doing in your life and in my life. After all, Jeremiah 29, 11, and 12 says it well. For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for prosperity and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. Verse 12 says, then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. And that is the story, a synopsis, a condensed version of the book of Esther. I encourage you to read the 10 chapters and become more familiar with this gem of a book. And with that, I'll say God bless you. May the Lord place his faith and uh, uh, give you peace. And we'll talk again real soon. God bless you.